Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. I'm reminded of uh, Scripture in Daniel chapter 2 that says, uh, you know, first of all, God is above all things. He's sovereign over all things. He sets up kings and he deposes kings. So God knows what's happening in our world today. He has from the beginning of time. And he sometimes he allows leaders to get into power to judge a nation or to judge nations, and some are instruments of his judgment. We know that from Scripture. Um, we are not saying specifically of what, what's going on today in our world, but you can kind of uh, understand based on uh, some of the worldviews of some of our world leaders that are anti-Christ, uh, anti-Christian, the globalists, the ones who would want to be God, and um, be their own God. Well, we, we understand from what's happening in the world today. Um, I just wanted to put that out there just to remind you guys to trust in the sovereignty of Almighty God who knows the end from the beginning. Okay? That's not the topic for today, but I needed to share that. As we mentioned yesterday, wars and rumors of wars. Pray for the people in the Ukraine today. All right? Um, and, of course, the underground church. You know, we had Todd Nettleton on, I think it was Monday, uh, talking about the underground church and, and Christian persecution. And it's not just Christians, but, um, well, pray for God's will. We are getting closer and closer as the signs of the times indicate, right? Um, so read Matthew 24. That would be a good refresher for you guys. Very important podcast today. I Before we get to our, I have two guests in studio. They are local business owners, and uh, they have had some interactions with the state or some uh, employees that have been affected by vaccines and other things. But I want to just tease, because we've got to get to some other things first. One of them got a letter from the Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services because they received, in other words, the Wisconsin government sent, sent this small business owner a letter saying, you're under investigation. You got a complaint alleging that you are spreading misinformation about COVID-19. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute. Now, maybe you, this is why I had them come on today. Maybe you're a local business owner. Maybe you're a small business owner, not even in Wisconsin, but somewhere in the country. And you've got one of these letters from the government. And you go, wait a minute, someone complained about me. And now the, the state wants to investigate, you know, so this is really concerning. So we're going to talk about this today. And we're also going to mention these two local businesses that are Christian run Christian-operated businesses. Now, the other thing that we came up with, we've been putting this off for so many years, you guys. We are accumulating a recommended list of churches. So you, we can't do this in every part of the country, but in Wisconsin at least. You who are listening out there in the state of Wisconsin go to many different churches. So we've got a checklist of what's important to people for churches. Sound doctrine, biblical worldview, essentials of the faith, preach the whole counsel of God, equip the saints, expository teaching— Bible prophecy, connecting world events, addressing culture, education, social, political issues, um, a proper order of leadership, elders, pastor. They've, they've uh, taught 
about abortion, LGBTQ. In other words, they're not ashamed of the gospel. They're not afraid to address these issues. Uh, practical application of religious freedom, Romans 13. Not afraid to confront evil in our culture and around the world, globalism and, and how that relates to biblical prophecy. Uh, worship in spirit and truth, not entertaining worship. Uh, so the list could go on. So I'm open to your suggestions as we make this checklist for people to recommend good churches. So email comments at standupforthetruth.com. And uh, one of those, speaking of churches, the Wisconsin Council of Churches in Madison, um, this was from January, but I came across this. I don't know who sent this to me. I didn't even know this happened, but churches urged to return to physically distanced ministry. You know, who is the, who's the Wisconsin Council of Churches, and where do they get authority? And um, Anyway, so I found that to be interesting. We'll talk about that a little later as well. And then I looked at a, a megachurch pastor's social media, and it says nothing about Jesus Christ, God, the Bible, Scripture. Here's what it says, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to you know, name names here. Um, they mentioned their Ivy League university. Um, accomplished leader, this is a pastor now, accomplished leader, business savvy, team leadership, training experience, long-term strategy and planning with the ability to envision and execute projects through decisive direction, business and teaching experience. Sounds like a resume, doesn't it? Um, this is the pastor of a church, of a big church. So I don't know. I'll let you draw your conclusions. Um, so a couple of the articles we're going to get to, the, a report came out that the CDC actually withheld data on COVID hospitalizations and breakthrough infections. Another article over at harbingersdaily.com, the Centers for Disease Control's lies have destroyed its legitimacy. Important article there. I do want to touch on this. There's so many more to get to, and we'll do that in the second half of this podcast. Parents outraged after eighth graders are asked to list sex acts they'd be comfortable engaging in. This is your public school system. Also, ESPN is promoting WNBA star Candace Parker announcing the birth of her son with her wife, Anna Petrakova, I think her name is. So there's two women. They had a baby. Wait a minute. How did that work? Well, that's not by God's design. No, no, really. Go to Genesis. Go to the Bible. How does this work? Go to science, DNA, biology, physio. I don't understand, but that's what the headline, that's what they're promoting. So it's just like Oprah's first pregnant man episode in the late 1990s or the early 2000s. We are um, moral relativism on steroids. And then why nearly 40% of Gen Z identify as LGBTQ? Okay, before we get to our in-studio guests, um, one more headline, and I got to read this to you. Our corrupt regime, this is over at thefederalist.com, which is one of our, on our 200 resources, list of resources at standupforthetruth.com. Our corrupt regime, talking about America, will demonize the U.S. Freedom Convoy no matter how peaceful. And a, a takeaway, a sentence from there, as the situation in Canada revealed, there is a rising global push to normalize Governments attacking their political opponents. So Christians, conservatives, independents, Republicans, those who just believe in the Constitution, you are a political opponent of this administration and the Build Back Better uh, government that's pushing communist policy in America. 
Now, one more reminder. The last day is Monday for the book special. I've extended it. I'm amazed people are still ordering. You can still get four of my books for $35 plus shipping. The last day is Monday. Why? Because Monday, believe it or not, is the last day in February. And now I want to introduce to you our in-studio guests. And I want, if you're in Northeast Wisconsin, I encourage you, since we're a non-commercial station, um, I encourage you to check out uh, these places. Scumbodies, New York Pizza. Did you know it was Christian-operated? How about Taza, Italian Coffee Company? These are both in De Pere. One is West De Pere, one is East De Pere. Taza Italian Coffee Company, and that's on Broadway, Broadway, in De Pere. So I want to bring in the uh, owners and operators. We've got Jenny in studio and Melissa. Welcome, mm-hmm. ladies, to Stand Up For The Truth. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Thank you. Hi. Now, you guys are really outgoing, and I heard, you know, we've talked many, many times. You've been in here. You drop us, you know, bring by coffee before our staff meeting on Wednesday mornings, and you're, you're a little reserved. Now, don't be nervous just because there's a big <laughs> honking microphone in front of your face. Um, we want our local audience to get to know you, but also the national audience, um, they're going to be able to relate to some of the things you've gone through, whether it's with your employees or whether it's this letter. So, Jenny, let's start with you. Uh, first of all, uh, you just came to operate Taza Coffee Company uh, a year ago. Tell us about it. Nearly. Uh, Nearly a year ago. Eight months old now. Eight yes, months. Sir. All right. So did you and your husband purchase it or, or what? Actually, Melissa and I are in it 50-50. So Both it's, of you. It's a yes. Yes, sir. But you and your husband run it, operate it? <laughs> yeah. Or, we're, or it's on you? Well, we're both. Melissa and I both work on it, but I'm there primarily. She's busy at Skimbodies. <laughs> okay. Now, well, let's talk about Skimbodies. Melissa, it's, it's been about a year? Yeah, uh, a little over, almost two years. Okay, Two years. Almost. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, we lived over a little, a little bit closer. We lived kind of out in the country. It's only eight miles from here. But we lived over closer to Skimbodies. We used to order from there all the time and go in. Um, and we still do. And now uh, we will uh, probably encourage more people to um, check out Scumbodies because we know there's a Christian owner operator. Now, is it you and your husband? Do you have a staff? Are you managing? Did you do you own it? Well, my husband actually has a full time job. But and you have a full time job. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, wow. um, especially this last year or so. Um, but it's just mainly me, and then I have a great staff right now, especially um, that's helping me Good. get through these days. <laughs> so, at any time during this conversation, please feel free to share how uh, the mandates and how mm-hmm. COVID restrictions and even people's reactions, fear to those restrictions, have affected your individual businesses. Um, Taza Italian Coffee Company and Scambati's New York Pizza both located in De Pere. So, Jenny, let's start with you. This is why you are in the studio here this morning. About, I don't know how many months ago, you brought in this letter. In January, you received a letter from the government. Yes. The Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services received a request to investigate a complaint filed against you in your professional capacity. Yes, sir. This agency's Division of Legal Services and Compliance has opened an investigation And I've been assigned as the investigator. The complaint alleges you are spreading misinformation about COVID-19 in regard to getting vaccinated and wearing a mask. First of all, when I when I read this, I I almost couldn't believe it. But then that's the way our state and our government is going. Yes, sir. And so your first reaction when you received this letter. My first reaction was 
uh, I contacted my sister, who <laughs> we have fair, share very similar views on everything that's happening. And then my very next thing was coming here and talking to you and showing you what my letter was. Oh, bad move. Bad move. He might put me on the radio. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Were you, were you, when, did it intimidate you knowing that they're, they're wording this like you, they opened an investigation against right. you because someone complained? That's right. Tell us about that. So I honestly, I got a pit in my stomach because I thought when I got the mail at Taza, it's addressed to Taza with my name as an, I'm an RN. So, attention, Jennifer, RN, uh, to my business. Thank you for pointing that yes, out. Sir. Friends, if you're listening right now and you aren't following that exactly, she got the letter, Jenny did, at Taza Italian Coffee, Coffee Company. Jenny is a registered nurse who you've worked in that field as yes, well. Sir. And this is your other profession that now, job, correct. you know, running uh, the Italian coffee company, Taza, in De Pere. So you got this personal letter mm-hmm. about your license. Yes. Your your nursing license. So, so go ahead. Continue. So uh, come to find out, I ended up, the original complaint was sent to the Department of Homeland and Security. That was then forwarded to the State Department of where I am licensed through to work as an RN. I, of course, it's heart-wrenching to know mm-hmm. that somebody's that upset yep. about a conversation I had with that individual. Or your views. That's right. And goodness gracious, I thought we were in America and could have a different view than what um, seems to be the popular view. Well, we've said many, many, many times, I hate to be redundant, but I yes, will. Sir. The preachers of tolerance are often the most intolerant people to opposing views, meaning the conservative views, the Christian views. In this case, just just freedom. I want to run my business the way I would run my business because you don't have to come in here if you don't want to. It's it's this is a business for our customers will appreciate what we have to offer. And if you don't like my views, you don't have to come. But here's what they're accusing you of spreading misinformation. Correct. And it's because now this is my uh, just. 30-second soapbox. It's because of the medical misinformation the government and the globalists are spreading that some people get all fearful and wrapped up in arms and and they have this angst against those who don't see things the way they see things. And because you chose not to force your employees to wear masks, am I correct in that saying that? That is correct. That? See, it I, is I didn't know choice. that for sure. Yes, yeah. sir. It is their choice. But I know you guys, and I'm thinking, okay, and if I had a business, I wouldn't force someone to do something like that. Any, yes, anyway, sir. and so that ruffles people's feathers. That is correct. And so for a citizen, a former customer, I'm guessing, to go to the government and, I mean, tattletale, really. I mean, they're, they're going to the government saying, hey, this business owner said this, and they're accusing you of misinformation. This is where we're at in society, friends. We have, we've accepted it. It's hard to accept it that we're there because this is not just Big Brother. It's not just the government. These are... Fellow Americans yes, in a free, formerly free society. That's right. And on top of that, Melissa and I realize as business owners that we do not want our, our, we want our customers to feel as comfortable as possible. We would never, ever. I don't have these conversations with our customers <clears throat> on my view and my stance, unless they were to ask me. I would not have that in an open field uh, conversation. I would, I would go off to the side if they really, truly wanted to talk to me about 
any of this. I have not had any conversations like this with my any of my customers. As a matter of fact, customers come in with or without masks. It's it's a mix, and for both of our restaurants. So, do you think this person overheard a so, conversation? Well, oh, you do you it, know about this? So, this is what people <laughs> should also know, because I was asked to respond to an allegation put against me. Yep. And I I immediately sent back to the investigator, how can I respond to something I don't know what is being said about me? Right. And they are able. People should know this. We are able to get a we are able to get the complaint that is put against us. So I know who sent this in. And then, interestingly enough, it is a woman who I used to have a Bible study with. Oh no. Mm-hmm. That see that okay. <laughs> Let everybody in the audience that's listening digest that and and what you just said. So this is a I'll say Christian or professing Christian. That's right. One of the two. And they were in a Bible study, and they were so angry that you had different views that you wouldn't force your employees to wear masks or get vaccines, and and you wanted to keep your business open and run it as you decided, as that should be a freedom in in America, and people can patronize it or not. That's right. Um, Then this person is so upset from your Bible study. I don't know whether it's from your church or not, but let's just— Let's just call it what it is. Yes, sir. This is even more disturbing. Yes, so the sir. church is divided. We That's already right. knew the culture is divided. That is right. We already knew people are divided politically in America, but the church yes. is divided. Is there something else? Because I want to get to Melissa as well. Uh, so I ended up, so people should know, we are, like I said, we're able to get a copy of the complaint that somebody will put against you, number one. That's that's good, though, by the way. I'm glad you can see yes, the complaint. Yes, sir. Well, it, boy, it's hard to explain my side if I don't know what's going on. Yes. I. But in the end, um, with this investigator, as of today, I still my still my license is still current, and I'm so I'm able to work as an RN. But um, I have, <laughs> in one of my replies back to the investigator, um, I, I should say this. What is very interesting is there are questions on this uh, com- on this letter saying, can you let me know what you've been doing and where you've been working? So they want a detailed in, in bullets. It says uh, your detailed written response to the above noted allegations, which it doesn't. It's that's not included on the paperwork. Where do you work currently? Please include all employers, even non-nursing locations, and a list of your nursing employers since July of 2021. Wow. I sent, I, so what I said, all I said was, I sent an, an email back saying, I do not understand why my work history has anything to do with an allegation that is put against me. And Good I have point. not gotten a response back from this lady Good since- point. The end of From uh, Miss Yarish, the yep. investigator <laughs> at the Division of Legal Services and Compliance in Madison, Wisconsin. Right. Okay, we've only got a minute, but Melissa, I just want to get your response to her, and we'll share your personal experience when we come back. Your response when she told you about the letter. I was probably um, <clears throat> immediately frustrated that our government is trying to silence us, um, w- mm. which is the biggest thing. What we need to get out here is that the government is trying to silence licensed professionals from their own opinion. Yes. And if it, if it goes against anything they say, that's why I was like, we need to go and we need to get this word out because there's more people being silenced yep. on this subject. And it's not okay. If you wonder why our nurses or our doctors are not doing certain things or saying certain things, one, they can't. 
Because they're going to be t- they're going to get their license taken away. Yes, That's their right. jobs are being threatened. Melissa, thank you. And I want to remind you guys, we have more lot more coming up in this conversation. Uh, Melissa's experience and with employees who have had adverse reactions to the vaccine, from what I understand. Um, Melissa, of course, Gambati's New York Pizza in De Pere. And Jenny is at Taza Italian Coffee Company, also in De Pere, if you want to check them out. When we come back, a lot more to get to on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you so much for listening. Keep it right here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We have two in-studio guests, and they are Christian owners of restaurants locally. Uh, We've got Jenny, who we just heard from, and her threatening letter from the government that she's under investigation. Uh, Her business is Taza Italian Coffee Co.com. Co means company. And Melissa, who we're going to direct the conversation to now over at Scumbody's New York Pizza.com, both in the city of Deep Here. I pulled this headline off today off of a great website, uh, childrenshealthdefense.org. Pfizer steps up advertising for its blockbuster drug to treat heart conditions including those caused by COVID vaccines. Do you see what's happening here, friends? The vaccine has caused some to have heart conditions or to make their conditions worse. This is documented now. And now Pfizer is going to say, hey, we'll help. So now they're uh, trying to advertise this blockbuster drug that would help what they had something to do with making worse. Anyway, it, it, it's just, it's sad. It's, it's shocking. But here we are in America, and this is where we're at this time. So, Melissa, continue what you were sharing about. I, I, I just want to reemphasize your point. The problem with the government coming after citizens for just having a view, in this case, a registered nurse and uh, restaurant owners, um, it, it really is astounding. So continue and then share your experiences. Friends, I hope you're sitting down and uh, you're ready for what Melissa is going to share about how the vaccine has affected her and her employees. Go ahead. And I'll make mention as to continuing on with the government issues. Um, there's a doctor that I know in the local area. When I talked to him about what my sister received, that letter, um, I, I, had, I told him that and he said, you know, all of us doctors in my clinic received that letter earlier this year. We, we all got that. It's like a blanket saying, hey, if you talk negatively about the mask or the vaccine, we're going to pull your license away. So he's like, I'm very, very sensitive wow. or very like unsure of who I had to make sure who I'm talking to because I they could they can narc on me in any second and I could have my license taken away that I've paid a lot of money for and worked many years for. Mm. It's, it's everybody's livelihood. It's hard enough that they had to get pushed to get vaccinated. Um, and have that stress, but the looming stress also of somebody saying something or them saying something to somebody and it getting back and then their license getting taken away. So let's let's remember to pray, friends, for those in the healthcare industry, because there are, are a lot of people that are just really trying to help mm-hmm. hurting people and really care for their patients. And um, they're put in a hard place right now with with these government mandates and letters like this threatening their jobs. Uh, some have, have left. Some said, you know, I'm resigning anyway. I know it's going to be hard on our family, but 
I can't do this. So some have. But then there are those, the administrators and others who are agenda-driven. Or it's just like Scott Shera has shared on this podcast. It's about the hospital receiving money for different COVID treatments or ventilators or a COVID death or whatever. So, Melissa, please continue in in how this has affected you personally and then your employees. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm going to just speak just about the vaccine. I mean, we can go on the mass mandate 2020 and 2021, all the things that have happened, which have been very difficult to mitigate through and figure out how to work through it. But I would say that it really started at the end of last year. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to just say when people started getting their third booster, (laughs) uh, that third one was the magic pill for some of these people. Um, What do you mean by that? Well, um, there was within one week, one week at the end of the year last year, I had um, one of my employees said, hey, my grandpa's in the hospital and now he's like 65. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in the hospital. He just got his third booster and he got COVID. Oh, it's, it's odd. Okay, so he's in the hospital, has COVID. So wait a minute, he had two vaccines. He had the third. And he had the booster. Yeah, two so boosters. Which is the th- two boosters, okay, and yeah. he got COVID. Got COVID. Wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. But, but anyway, that's for another conversation. It's, right, it's not supposed to happen, and actually it's supposed to mitigate your potential of not being in the hospital, right? Well, he got his third booster in the hospital, passed away from COVID. Wow. Right? That's scary. Wow. Right. Um, so that was the first one. And now that took out two guys because I had cousins. That was the same grandpa. So I'm, I'm short now already. I'm already short. Now I'm short another two people. <laughs> Great. This is like a year of 2021. That's how it was. Then the, within the next few days, um, I got another person and another employee said, hey, my wife just passed away last night. She, now she's in her 40s, early 40s. And they have two young kids together. Oh. And she's literally got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and just fell over dead. Didn't even try to stop herself. Her arms were by her side. Fell over dead. She had her third booster a few days prior. Oh, my goodness. Was complaining about stomach pain. And now you think, well, what does stomach pain have to do with this? There's a lot of nerve nerves that go to your stomach, and they've noticed that uh, this vaccine causes a lot of nerve issues. Get a little closer to the to the mic, okay. uh, Melissa. I really want people to hear this. The, the vaccine causes a lot of nerve issues. Now, with the nerve issues, um, there's a lot of stems that go down to the stomach and GI tract. Mm-hmm. So people will complain a lot about stomach and GI problems. She was having, she even said, man, she was complaining about stomach aches and bowel issues. And then that happened. Um, and then I had a, another employee that same week. This was a terrible week. Um Wow. Their mother, which she was, she was also in her 40s. Um, now, this is another employee? Yes. Okay. Another employee got a vaccine, and she was hospitalized immediately for heart and lung issues and was in the hospital for Now, did this, how old was she, and did she have prior issues with heart or lungs? No. Um, so she did not have any prior issues with her heart and lungs. Wow. And um, she was like 43, I believe, or 45. Mm. She was in her mid, mid to early okay. 40s. Um, which is pretty young. You yes. should have those kind of issues at those ages. Yeah, that's young. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I will say before before I owned and purchased this restaurant, I was in pharmaceutical field and I sold vaccines and pharmaceuticals. And um, I got out of it um, and I, I purchased Scambodies uh, September of 2020, which, hey, it was the middle of covid <laughs> right? That's um, funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's right. not anyway. Well, I wouldn't think, I mean, 14 days flatten the curve. I, 
we're we're it's you're September. optimistic i'm optimistic oh, yeah, yeah. the next year's not gonna get worse how oh, how would it get worse than that so i know a lot of small business owners or managers or operators are listening right now and go yeah i sure can relate and that's why we have you talking about this today go on melissa <laughs> exactly um but i think it's really important for people to understand that we have a big problem on our hands especially when it comes to um our belief in our healthcare system our pharmaceutical companies they're they're a business. We need to remember they're not here for us. They're here to make money. And that's all they care about. And the problem is, is that all of these pharmaceutical companies have a lot of lobbyists. And we allowed our pharmaceutical companies to get into our healthcare system by Obamacare. So once we have our government telling our hospitals what we can and cannot use based on what is approved and not approved because whatever lobbyists put the most money into that person's pocket, it's yes. a problem. Yes. Please understand that, friends. There's there's so much money behind this. We, we probably have no idea. Even those of us who are somewhat informed have no idea, not only the money, but the corruption behind this. I mean, I'll, I'll just mention this headline that we probably won't be able to get to today, this story. Big Pharma is now challenging Planned Parenthood as leading abortion provider. Now, you go, wait a minute, Big Pharma? Because of abortion pills. Mm -hmm. You can now get them through the mail. So they're easily accessible. These pills are rising in popularity. They're available by mail, providing women with a nearly anonymous and stigma-free method to do what previously was only available with a trip to a a death camp, a death clinic, murder mill, like Planned Parenthood. And numerous websites have now been popping up promoting access providing information on, quote, medication abortions, touting them as, quote, safe and easy. Doesn't that sound familiar? The vaccine is safe and easy. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we're at. Please continue, Melissa. So I'm going to piggyback off of what you were talking about earlier. Sure. When it came to um, the, um, you were mentioning, not not this article, but the article before, um, with encouraging encouraging people to tell on their neighbor. So one thing that has been a very bad thing about this whole whole issue is that people believe that their safety relies on you, um, which is not true. Exactly. This is a free country. My safety does not rely on somebody else. Um, it, and what if this has also caused, and you've seen, I've seen even promotion of the government saying, hey, if they're not masking or they're not doing this, like you tell on them. Like, no, this is not what we do. This is, this is, this, do not do people not see that this is a Marxist way of living? Well, it is, is what we do, and when when we have tyrants or Marxists or you know communists or globalists that are in charge of government and society, yeah, that is what those types of regimes do. Right. Go ahead. Um. So one thing I'm going to touch on real quick is uh, the 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 studies that a lot of these pharmaceutical companies will put out. And you have to be really wary of them. Mm. Um, from a pharmaceutical background, you're taught on how to look at these studies and tell that the other pharmaceutical company how they're lying and how to teach the the doctor, whoever you're talking to, that no, mine's better. That that data, they're lying here. They're doing this. Um, the problem is, is uh, December 31st of 2020, Pfizer put out some um, studies that show that they were 95% e- efficacy. The problem is, is that we're only looking at the relative risk, which is very different than the absolute risk. So relative risk is looking at uh, with the 95 percent amount is actually what it is, is um, looking at the point zero point eight 
0.8% of the unvaccinated to 0.04% of the vaccinated, how well that was. So that people are thinking, oh my gosh, I have a 95% chance of not getting COVID. I'm covered. I'm protected. I'm protected. I'm fine. No, (laughs) what they're, they're misleading you in their numbers. Mm -hmm. You actually have a point. 0.8% 0.8% chance less reductive risk, which is called the relative risk. Uh, I'm sorry, the absolute risk, ARR. So it, people don't realize when you're looking at some of this data, and it's hard for a regular person to look at this data, yes. even me, to be honest with you, I'm not perfect at looking at this information. But I do know some of the ways that they'll lie with their their statistics or what they say. The other problem is, is um, March of 2021, Pfizer put out another study saying, hey, we have a 91%. So now it went from 95 to 91% efficacy, but they didn't talk about, they like to sometimes hide information. Yep. They didn't talk about the uptick in deaths and adverse events. Yep. Um, so the other problem with that is that there was a drug that was out um, and it had 50 people die from that vaccine. They pulled it. They mm-hmm. said, we got to take it off because it's killing people. Well, by February of 2021, we had over 168 deaths, but we didn't pull it. And now we're just over, from that one drug. Just from. So, yeah, from this vaccine, we've had 168 deaths from that other vaccine that they pulled. They had 50 deaths and said, oh, that's too many lives taken. Now it's 168 in February. And they still didn't pull it. And now we're up to over 18,000. That's reported because they're not going to get money by reporting a death from from the vaccine. They only get it when it's reported from COVID. Right. And as you were saying that, I just went over to openvares.com, vaccine adverse events. Um, let's see, 1.9 million reports of vaccine adverse events. Right now it's up to 1.9 million. And this is a low ball, but deaths from the COVID vaccine reported um, 33,000 of those are deaths. That's a low ball. What, so, do, you, what do you think? Oh, what, okay. When I would go around talking about the VAERS system and how great my vaccine is, um, I would always point to VAERS and say, now that is showing about 10% of reports. It only shows about 10% of reports. Really? Now there's two liberal colleges that actually did a, um, an investigation on this and I'm wrong. I am wrong. I'm going to admit it one time. Don't tell my husband. I was wrong on this. And we found that actually it's only 1%. What? Yes. (laughs) Deaths, adverse events ever get reported on there. I know somebody. I know somebody that's close to me that took the vaccine. Every single time they take it, don't ask me why they continue, they have a problem. Some sort of health (laughs) issue. Go to their doctor and the doctor's just like, no, it's not the vaccine. It's not the vaccine. Well, I only get this every single time, the 33 times. I get this vaccine, I get the same thing. Nope, not reporting it. 1% of all the reports go in there. They're complicit when Mm -hmm. when they they do this. So let me just share this quick um, um, paragraph from this article over at The New American on how this new report says the CDC withheld data on COVID hospitalizations and breakthrough infections. Mm -hmm. Trust the science, right? That was the narrative. Um, Well, the the U.S. CDC has kept its COVID-related data under wraps for more than a year because why? They say they did not trust the public to interpret the information correctly. (laughs) 
Now, even the New York Slimes reported that much. Um, so two full years into the pandemic, the agency leading the country's response to the public health emergency, we now know has published only a tiny fraction of the data it has collected. People close to the data information have shared. So I want to bring Jenny in and get your response because we only have two minutes left in this segment on what Jenny was just on what Melissa was just sharing and what you're hearing, which you already knew about. But a lot of our listeners going, wow, I did not realize this. Yeah, we are in in dire straits of being able to get correct information out to us, which is the last thing that our government and unfortunately our news. This is what's really fresh. The media. Yes. I this is what's frustrating. We all grow up and we all listen to the news and we all think, oh, yep, they're going to report. Oh, the weather is going to be lovely today. Oh, great. Oh, gosh, it was. And there's this built in trust that I realize um, when I look back, you have this trust in the media and you have the trust in government. We grow up trusting our doctors. We grow up trusting nurses and police officers and everything. And when something like this now, uh, I'm so grateful I, I, I pray this is from the Lord that I, my eyes, my sister's eyes, uh, my family's eyes are open to, oh my goodness, there is so much under, lying underneath that we have to go to other sources to yeah. get our information yeah. and not rely on big media, unfortunately, our physicians. And I've, I've, I've had, I've had, um, Customers, I'm sorry, not customers. I apologize. I apologize. I have had staff who have said, my my doctor won't tell me. Well, no, you should get the the vaccine. If they are, there are physicians out there that are clearly wanting to tell. No, don't get the vaccine. Don't get it. So they will be wishy washy with their hmm. patients. Should I get the vaccine? Mm, well, ugh. but the physicians that know that that it's only going to continue to pay money towards their clinic themselves or their hospital. Yes. Get that vaccine. Get it. Hmm. No, no, nothing, nothing will happen. It's you're fine. So uh, we are in dire straits of finding actual resources that we all can hopefully trust and move forward. Well, you just gave us a plug as we go into our break for 200 resources. You can trust. We even put them in alphabetical order at standupforthetruth.com. Upper left-hand corner, if you're on a laptop, it says resources right next to upcoming, which is our guest calendar. Resources, 200 of them. I'm going to hold you guys over. We got we haven't finished this conversation, I think, with you two. So when we come back more with Jenny and Melissa on Stand Up For The Truth, keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Okay, guys, I don't know that we're going to get to these news articles today because this is an important topic, and I, I love having in-studio guests. And so we, we've been trying to figure out how to work this in when we have guests all week long on how to get to the headlines and the news. And we at Stand Up For The Truth are trying to uh, figure out how to do that. Maybe outside of the podcast, we'll have to do another recording or something. Uh, maybe CTRNN will be involved, Christian Truth Radio Network News. Uh, so we're trying to figure that out because there's so much. I literally have a stack of papers and articles, and I only just highlighted a few of the headlines before we started off this podcast today. But this is an important topic. So again, we are joined by Jenny, who is at Taza Italian Coffee Company in De Pere. 
and Melissa, who is at scumbodiesnewyorkpizza.com. Both, I mean, great coffee, great food. Thank and, you. And um, I like the Mediterranean pizza. That's my favorite, by the way, the Mediterranean. I have too many favorites to say. Okay. Just so, I want, <laughs> also and, and also the gnocchi alla vodka. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's Delicious. really good. I grew up, gnocchi was my favorite Italian food growing up, gnocchi and manicotti. Cool. And so you have, anyway, so that's for another conversation. <laughs> so Melissa, you were sharing some things about this conspiracy theory, like ivermectin or something like that. Oh. Isn't that horse paste? Yeah. Actually, I used to sell ivermectin. It's kind of funny. Isn't that, it? okay. So <laughs> now you were involved in the pharmaceutical industry yeah. before you became a restaurant owner. Right. And, you know, Jenny, you're an, you're an RN, registered yes, nurse. That's why you guys are in here. Now you're in the, the food business, You've and, and you didn't think you'd have these issues. That's all right. But so we're dealing with doctors and governments and mandates and what they're saying about – I'll just let you read what you shared, a little note you took down there, what you shared during the break. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, and um, so I, we were talking, and one of the things that doctors cannot do, especially when – Something doesn't have a package insert. You'll find that you remember when do you remember hearing that this vaccine is FDA approved? Have you heard that before? Yes. It's FDA approved under the emergency order. They still have a long road to go to actually get FDA approval, actual FDA approval. So what does that mean if it's FDA approved under the emergency order, but it's not technically approved? They skip through a lot of the tests oh, <laughs> um, and okay. the like years of data that they're supposed to provide. That's right. Um, so, which is a problem. Um, if a doctor tells you um, that you need to take something, it actually violates the Nuremberg Code. That's important to know, especially when they're not going to give you an, a package insert. But doctors are telling people to take the vaccine. If Doctors in hospitals. Some. I don't think all. But there are doctors and there are nurses that say you need to get this. And that is against the Nuremberg Code. Write those doctors down. <laughs> It's what I would say. If we if we ever get those trials, yeah. <laughs> have those names in pocket. Wow. Um, the problem is, is this vaccine violates the Fair Balance U.S. Uh, Drug Act because it's not showing the risks and the benefits provided by these vaccines. Well, you can't because there's not enough research and studies mm-hmm. done on them. They're not. There's no you. Can, there's no possible long term research that anybody has on any of this. That Jenny, is correct. Did you yes. Sh- no, something? I was going to say one of the most recent. Um, the only time a vaccine has ever, the earliest one has ever been, correct me if I'm wrong, Melissa, it was between five to seven years of research before it was approved. Right. Nothing of a couple months, and here we go. Normally, it's 10 years. Normally, it's 10. Okay, that, now, yeah. we're not saying, if you've been vaccinated, we're not saying shame on you. We're, mm-hmm, please, no. do, please don't misunderstand. That's correct. But we're trying to get the information out on the other side of this story for people that just don't want to take it. And they shouldn't have to give a reason in America. Right. The other problem that I saw when the vaccines first started rolling out was the how quickly people were getting that booster shot. So when I would sell vaccines, typically you would never see. This was years ago. Yeah. You never see a vaccine given or a booster with a vaccine given within six months. No earlier. The other problem is, is since there has been no data and not a lot of research done on these vaccines, how, why are you giving it within sometimes four weeks of each other? Um, And part of the problem was, is the hospitals didn't get the vaccine money until they got their second booster. So I'm thinking, this is speculation here, that they were getting and pushing that second vaccine real quick so that they can get paid on it is my assumption. So now are there, how many boosters have there been, you know, there was the one that there's two, is there three? Are are we going to be? 
So Israel is Pfizer's guinea pig. Actually, Pfizer's paying Israel to take it. Really? Yeah. It's very actually interesting when you get into Israel and the surrounding states of Israel. Um, but they're to their fifth booster right now. And you can look at data. Um, and they're one of the – they keep asking for another booster. They're scared. Yeah. They, they have high, the higher deaths, higher COVID, COVID crazy spikes there. Why And is they're that? almost 100% vaccinated. So why do you think that is, as both of you have medical background, just in your opinion, why do you think that is if most of them, the majority of the population, has been vaccinated and boosted and they've got a high spike in um, infections and deaths? Well, especially when you see the surrounding states that are not vaccinated quite like they are. They have the one of the lower percentages. It makes you think, well, I don't think this vaccine is working like they said it would, would be my first thought. Okay. Um, Jenny, do you have anything to add to that? No, she's got that okay. covered. <laughs> Good. Well, well friends, um, also, you know, let me just ask you this, because I don't have the you – know, I was never a registered nurse. Yes, sir. Uh, I played one on TV, though. That's awesome. Um, a male RN. Do uh, you have clips? Just to, yes. Um, just to clarify, anyway, um, what would you say to people who – listening right now who may feel bad that they – believed the hype right yeah. away and now they feel either guilty for for jumping and taking the vaccine or they feel like they did it out of fear but now the damage is done maybe right. not physical damage maybe not health damage yet or maybe they're going to be okay yeah. and the vaccine hasn't adversely affected them but they took it and now they're going what can i do i know there's some detox mm-hmm. that's right plans and there's some medications you can take i've read up on a little bit of that from medical rebel and the america's frontline doctors but that's right. what can you both share about that for those who are wondering well of course first of all please please don't take any more vaccines uh no more boosters um there are websites um one of them contacting the wonderful doctors at the wellness way that will help you try to detox yourself. Um, they can run labs to see where you're at and help try to calm your body. A lot of a lot of your issues is inflammation. Um, we don't know how this one vaccine will affect you, David, versus crash or, mm-hmm. or myself. And so our bodies will react in such different ways and, right. and different mechanics, uh, different things will happen to our bodies that we don't know. And we're all different. But Getting being able to get lab studies uh, done on on your blood to find out what's going on to try to help calm it, I mean that's okay. that's one one so way. So people of can many. go to their regular doctor to do that to get studies done. I know you put in a plug yes, for sir. one of our other yep. podcast yes, guests, Doctor Patrick <laughs> Flynn, over at the Wellness Way. Uh, Melissa, what can you add to what Jenny shared? Well, I will say that God is amazing, and that's He right. made Amen. our bodies yes, so amazingly great. Um, so. Yeah. Part of it, if you don't see a whole lot of issues within the first year, you're not, I would say, in the clear because they've do, they usually do 10-year studies after a vaccine to see the effects of a vaccine. But I would say and suggest try to purge it out as much as you can. The more you can get this vaccine out of your body um, and go back to what God gave us, our natural right. immunity, the better. They also say, Dr. Peter um, McCullough um, and also... Um, Dr. Um, what's his name? The other doctor. Dr. Peter McCullough and then Dr. Robert Malone had both said that if you have COVID and you get COVID naturally um, and you have those antibodies in your system, it's actually the worst time to get your vaccine. Worst time. You'll actually have an uptick in adverse events they've seen 
with people who have had COVID and then get vaccinated. Um, so just be aware of that. Okay. Um, just know God is amazing. Yes. He created our natural. What did we do before vaccines? That's right. Riddle me that. <laughs> we have immune systems that you're right. Oh, so let me just finish. We only have a couple more minutes left here, but you wrote this down and, and uh, sent this to me, Melissa, mm -hmm. uh, through Jenny. As of January 2022, uh, report stated small business owners claim COVID mm. largely affected their business by 22 percent, mm -hmm. moderately affected by 44 percent. I want you to touch on that and explain that, but also the icing on the cake. Uh, Google and Facebook reviews can make a business sound terrible. And you gave me an example here, Jenny, that at yeah. your company, Taza um, in De Pere, we have a, a woman that re, you said reviewed us telling everyone to beware because the staff doesn't wear face masks. And in that same review, somebody was coughing violently while making her coffee. So, <laughs> um, supposedly, suppo allegedly, yes, ex exactly, allegedly. exactly. So uh, <laughs> the, the tw between 22 and 44 percent, I know there's a lot of small business owners yes, out sir. there that are saying, yep. I agree. It's, it's affected us. So if you'd like to share any thoughts, we only have a couple more minutes left. But Yeah, it's been a struggle. I thought 2020 was hard. Um, I think everybody understood that our, you know, we're getting shut down. You know, oh, you know, uh, the virus is coming back out, shut down to 25 percent. Um, all those things only take out. Right. All, you know, wipe down, aerosol the air, um, all those things. Right. So that was a hard year. And especially going into a business that um, a restaurant business, <laughs> um, I really thought 2021 would be better. Somehow 2021 got worse. Um, and, it, and it wasn't it wasn't, you know, because we're getting shut down. It was because we had no staff. Mm. We had people coming back, wanting to get back to normal, wanting the same great service, wanting those things. But I had less than half the staff that I had before. Wow. Less than half. So it's like, how am I supposed to provide this great service and all these great things in a timely manner when I, I had to turn people away? I, I had to shut down part of my restaurant, not because the government told me only 25 percent, because I couldn't staff it. Wow. Which is a huge, it's yes. really frustrating being in that situation when you're seeing all that revenue walking away. And mm. this is all you can do. Wow. And coupled with our supply chain we've it's been difficult for yeah. where we get our supplies them to get their supplies uh whether that's uh, we've had to change different meats uh we've had to do different uh cups my goodness oh, because of I, oh because of supply issues supply right? issues yes wow. sir avocado shortage avocado yeah <laughs> right now avocado. <laughs> i love avocados I it's it's been it's been a whirlwind mm. um, and just and that's just Melissa and I okay. I can't imagine. Yeah, I know there's a lot of you listening out there that can relate. And I would that's like right. you, uh, the rest of you who are tuning in right now and listening and hearing this, would you please pray for Jenny's business and Melissa's and those in our listening audience, Christian businesses across the country that are uh, that some of them are really suffering and some of them have had to close down and, and uh, just pray that uh, God would continue to provide for all their needs and sustain all of us through this time as we will see more supply chain issues. But ladies, thank you so much for coming in today. And I know we could have carried this a lot. I, I was so, I was thinking, now we, we, well, we can only do like two <laughs> segments, but there's no way we could have gotten to touch on a lot of what you shared. So we appreciate you, Melissa, Jenny, God bless you both. Well, thank, thank you. you for having us. You're very Thank welcome. you for what you do. Praise right. God. Now, if you uh, just tuned in, uh, the ladies are owners of Scumbadi's New York Pizza in De Pere,
Wisconsin, and uh, Jenny's over at Taza Italian Coffee Company. Dot com. That's also in De Pere. So just a blessing to have you guys come in. Maybe we, we'll probably do this a little bit more often to see how other local business owners are affected by this. A lot of people, some people are in construction. We have um, business sponsors that are in construction and other things. And boy, have they been affected. So at the very beginning of the podcast today, I mentioned this checklist we're putting together of how a lot of people ask us, where can I find a good church? We've got to define good. We've got to define what is Christian, what you're looking for. So we've got uh, literally a, you know, a dozen things you can look for, but we want you to add to that and tell us what you believe is important in looking for a church, teaching, prophecy, addressing cultural issues, leadership, worship, the most important sound doctrine in that biblical worldview, the essentials of the faith. And also I've noticed a, a difference in looking at church mission statements on the website. Sometimes that's not helpful. When you're looking for a new church, those can be very benign. And you can go, wait a minute, is this a church or a country club or a positive thinking seminar? I don't know. So, But I do want to commend one local church that has eight sections under doctrine. And number eight, which a lot of churches leave out, which this is one of the important ones, number eight. We believe, we believe that God created man and that he created them male and female. As such, he created them different so as to complement each other. God instituted monogamous marriage between male and female as the foundation of the family and basic structure of society. Therefore, we perform marriages in accordance with the Bible, consistent with the New and Old Testament. Now, that covers a lot, but a lot of churches don't even touch on that. So let's make sure to, to uh, make sure we're looking for the right kind of churches and really doing our due diligence. So on Monday, we've got Jason Jimenez from Stand Strong Ministries. He'll be with us on Tuesday. Prophecy expert John Haller. Pastor Steve Smotherman on Wednesday. John Hopper's got a book out called Questioning God. That's Thursday. And Israel expert Jim Fletcher on Friday. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <music>